Cosmic Community, or good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening. It's your host, Marky. Thank you, as always, for coming back to listen to another episode of Led by the Cosmos. This is a space where I've been interviewing entrepreneurs or entrepreneurial people who love what they do, looking at their birth charts and seeing how their birth chart is aligned with what what kind of life they're living right now. It has been so fascinating just to see sometimes how literal astrology can be. Um, But for this episode, no guest, I actually just wanted to talk a little bit about the power of surrender, the power of trusting the universe, leaving it up to the cosmos, and just letting life happen as it's meant to happen. So as many of you know, if you've been following me on social media or if you've listened to a few of my episodes before, I hosted the Cosmic Connection Retreat in Guatemala earlier um, in April. So I first planned this retreat and solidified the venue and put the deposit down in October of 2022. Um, I was only a few months out from hosting my first retreat, the Cosmic Guidance Retreat in Mexico in the summer of 2022. And I really had such an amazing experience and incredible souls join me on that first one that I just knew I wanted to kind of keep the momentum going keep holding myself accountable. I knew, okay, I've done this one time. I can do it again. So I actually used astrocartography, which is the study of using your birth chart and um, planetary placements based on when you're born to look at a world map and different areas of the world will give you different energies depending on where the planets were. I'm very new to this, but I was kind of just having fun with it and looking, hey, you know, are there any areas where I would want to host a retreat that run through, you know, some positive or harmonious placements for my astro cartography map? Well, I came across Guatemala, which uh, my Jupiter line ran right through, and Jupiter is a planet of abundance and luck and teaching and you know it's that Sagittarius kind of energy and so I thought okay I love that that sounds perfect so I had reached out to the retreat center which was Via Sumaya in Lake Etitalan, Guatemala and they were super helpful I reached out to a few places but I had settled on them they made things super easy you know, where my first retreat um, was incredible. It was a lot more hands-on. It was a newer retreat center, so it was a lot more planning little details, which I do love. Um, But this was just a nice change because they had everything kind of set in stone. They obviously were a well-oiled machine when it came to hosting retreats. So I decided to book with them based on my astrocartography, and this was last October, like I said. So I thought to myself, I have plenty of time to market this. I have plenty of time to gather people. It's, you know, well over six months. People have time to plan. It's before the holidays. Like, I was just going into this feeling so super confident. Well... 
weeks go by, months start to go by, and I have people that say that they're coming, and I have people that are verbally committing, um, but nobody is actually, um, you know, put their deposit down, like seriously reached out to me. It's more just like a bunch of people saying like, I'm there, yes, I'm in. Um, and so as the months go by and we come into 2023, I'm like, okay, now we're, you know, only four months away. And I can just, you know, in hindsight, notice like I was just starting to lose trust in myself. I was starting to lose faith that I would be able to do this again. And I kind of started to tell myself like, okay, this is a, you know, maybe the first retreat was just a I got lucky, you know, I was new to it and I got lucky that people came and maybe this isn't something that viable that I can continue to do. And I had all these like interesting experiences. So this one time I was doing a meditation about the retreat, just trying to visualize myself there. And I had already put like photos on my vision board of things that reminded me of the retreat. And I had this vision and this doesn't happen to me a lot but I literally had this like completely clear vision of this woman who was joining the retreat and she had like medium brown dark hair and it was like shoulder length and it was curly and I'm like wow that was weird you know who is that and it kind of got me excited because I'm like okay I just need to keep visualizing and keep having the faith well Literally, like a day or two later, I ended up getting this inquiry from this woman who I had no idea who she was. And so I look her up and sure enough, she has dark, medium length, curly hair. And so I'm like all excited because I'm like, oh my God, my visions are so powerful. You know, I'm really excited about that. Well, she didn't end up booking, but I was like, okay, like maybe I'm onto something here. So I tried to continue to just, you know, think really positively and clearly and like keep that clarity in my head about how is it going to feel to be there? How am I going to wake up each day, like visualizing myself jumping into the lake, you know, because that's something I really wanted to do. And, um, you know, as you probably know, whenever you're trying to manifest something like, you know, it's a roller coaster at times. And Sometimes it can be really, really hard to just surrender and let life happen. And so my energy kind of ebbed and flowed. And it was around the new year in January. I had one person, um, one of my best friend's sister decided to come and I had her confirmed. And so I was like, okay, I have one person. Even if we just have a small retreat, I was telling myself, you know, I can do this. Well, Via Sumaya was reaching out to me and the deadlines were coming to where I needed to pay. And I, at that point, was just feeling like, okay, now we're at the point where we're two months out from the retreat and I have one guest. And I was just feeling really down on myself. I have to be completely transparent here. I was feeling a bit like a failure and I had just put so much time and effort and love and thought and planning into this that I was like, you know what, like I'm just over it. Like I'm just going to have to reschedule it. And so I made the decision. This was mid-February, only 
about six to seven weeks before the retreat was about to start. And I had reached out to my friend's sister and I said, you know, hey, I'm kind of crushed about this, but I am going to have to reschedule because, you know, the other people that had committed are not committed anymore and I need a minimum for Via Sumaya and I'm not there. And so I had asked her if she had bought her flight because I wasn't sure yet. And in my head, I was just thinking, okay, well, she probably hasn't bought her flight. Nobody will be the wiser, you know, and then it just comes with all of those feelings. And I think this is so applicable to anything that you do or that you put your heart into, especially as an entrepreneur um, or any project that you're working on. Like I just felt like embarrassed and I was like, everyone's going to know that I promoted this retreat and it's not happening. And I started, you know, saying it out loud and telling my family, like, I'm going to have to cancel the retreat. And believe me when I say I cried over this, I was crushed. I was really crushed. But then after I text my friend's sister, she texted me back and said, oh no, I have my flight already and I have childcare scheduled. And something about that message literally shifted everything. And I was like, oh, shit, (laughs) I have to make this happen. Like, she's not giving up on me. Other forces aren't giving up on me. Like, why am I giving up on myself? And it was such a good reminder that sometimes all we need is one little thing, like one little message, one little statement, one little pep talk to completely change our perspective. So when she said that she had had her flight, I was like, oh my God, okay. Like I'm not the type of person to let someone down or to quit. And I was like, I am not quitting on this time. (laughs) So I immediately emailed the retreat center and I was like, hey, is there any way you guys can give me one more week to make this happen? And if it doesn't happen and I don't have a few people, you know, we can just say whatever and it is what it is. I'll lose my deposit. And I asked them, you know, if they would be flexible with me and change like the room commitment. And they ended up immediately responding and saying like, yes, like a retreat is better than no retreat. Like we're with you, Marky. And so I was like, okay, like I can make this happen. And so what I did was I was like, okay, let me reframe some of my marketing. I went on Canva and all my little resources and I whipped up some new material And I honestly did a meditation and I just said, okay, universe, like I want this. I want to make this happen. I did another visualization and I had called another friend of mine um, who's always very helpful with things like this. And she's also hosted retreats. And I said, hey, can you give me some advice? Like, here's the situation I'm in. I feel like I'm kind of in this pickle. I want to move forward. I'm also scared. I'm six weeks out. Do I have enough time? Who's going to book international travel in six weeks? Mind you, I hadn't even bought my flight yet. Um, And she just asked me, she said, well, what would be your ideal outcome? And I sat back and I took a deep breath and I said, to host a retreat. I want to host a retreat. Even if it's just a few people, I really want the experience. And she said, okay. (laughs) and it was really that simple and I think so often in life we get into the habit of saying well what's the worst case scenario 
And I've always disliked that. I've never been the person to think about worst case scenario. Obviously, there's a time and a place for preparing and being prepared for various outcomes. But I feel like when you're always preparing for worst case scenario, your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference. So it's always preparing and planning for the worst thing to happen. And I think when you live like that, you're never allowing the magic to come through and you're never allowing life for, you know, to surprise you with miracles. And so after I had talked to her on the phone, I decided, you know what? Um, I'm going to completely drop the prices on this. And that was scary for me um, because I was just calculating, okay, like what do I need to pay the retreat center? And I'm being totally transparent here, guys. So um, retreats are expensive and they are expensive to put together. And retreat centers charge a lot because you're including accommodation, you're including staff, you're including all the meals, certain excursions are included. And so when I'm pricing a retreat, you know, I'm, I'm not the type of person and I, and I'm, you know, uncomfortable. Like I don't want to charge people an arm and a leg. I want people to feel like there's a lot of value in this. And this retreat though, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, my first retreat, I didn't even like account for all the time and planning in everything into the cost of the retreat. This retreat I did. I was like, okay, well, this is taking me X amount of hours. So I'm also going to be obviously teaching workshops and yoga classes there. So I'm going to include that in the price of the retreat. So once we got to this point where I was like, okay, it's all or nothing. Like I'm at a crossroads now. So I literally dropped the price of the retreat to cost and said, okay, like this is what it is. I'm going to see if anyone out there wants to come. If it's meant to be, it is meant to be. And I literally just felt this internal shift, almost physical shift of surrender. And it's hard to explain. I'm just like no control. Like I'm okay with either outcome. And And I think that's what it was is I was like, I'm okay with whatever happens. Really, really, really trusting that if I'm meant to host this retreat, if I'm meant to meet these new people, I will meet them. And so I put out all my new marketing material. It was, the price was dropped by like $900. So like really good cost for everyone. And literally, I mean, obviously I know price plays a big part in people taking vacations and everything. But when I say that, I don't even think it was so much about the money, but it was about the energy that I had shifted within myself. Literally, people started coming in left and right. And so, yes, I did take that as a lesson in like learning to price things. But I think it was more of like the energy I was putting out. Like, I think people could sense that like I felt worthy and I felt aligned with what I was releasing I don't know if that makes sense but (laughs) and like I said I'm take that with a grain of salt because you know I know that in the future when you're pricing things and when you're thinking about a vacation like you you want to feel valued and so I think obviously there was a lot of value in this with the price that it was at but more more so um I think it was just 
the shift that I had put out and I wasn't so desperate anymore to get people. I was more just open. I was open and willing to receive and willing to find new souls who wanted to join me on this journey. And so literally, like I said, when I say people started coming in left and right, I was amazed. I ended up having seven incredible women join me and I didn't know three of them. Three of them came from like a third party website, which I just thought was absolutely incredible that some random souls decided that they trusted me enough to like come on this journey. And I had a woman from Canada. I had a woman from who's living in Mexico. I had a couple of girls that I know from New York, a couple of girls from Arizona. So it was just this really cool, well-rounded energy. And it ended up being all women, which I never marketed it as I never marketed it as a women's retreat. Actually, Milo was supposed to come with me and also kind of last minute, like we just decided between like taking care of our dogs and other work that we had going on, like he wasn't going to be able to come. And so I had initially been really bummed about that too. And then I just realized like, wow, okay, this was meant to be a women's retreat. And I, when I say I did like a happy dance and or cried every time someone booked, (laughs) For all seven of them, I'm not kidding. Like It was just this feeling of such big gratitude and like, wow, I'm so thankful for trusting the universe. I'm so thankful for this life providing me like just this inner knowing like, okay, I am meant to do this. This was meant to happen. And it just reaffirmed for me like the power of everything that I mentioned and just trusting and surrendering. So that was that. I all of a sudden had this retreat. It was back on. I was ready to go. <laughs> and so at that point, I pretty much had the retreat like planned. You know, I had already had everything scheduled and worked out. But now I was like, okay, now it's the fun part. Like now I can really get into like creating the little welcome packets for all the girls and little goodie bags. I had these incredible um astrology planners donated by magic of eye which if you haven't seen their planners or journals they're amazing so I got to really start like having fun with it again and that's something that I didn't say before is that when I decided to surrender to the universe right before I got more people booked I literally said out loud okay universe let's have some fun with this and I think that is another key point that we often forget in life is that we don't have fun with things. We try to force things. We're so serious about it. And I am the biggest (laughs) culprit of this. Like I tend to try to get everything, you know, I love having fun and I love being in a state of joy um, and happiness, but I tend to just get serious about life and take things seriously and want things to be, you know, perfect. And so just being in a state of flow and joy and having fun was so important to this whole experience. And so anyways, we fast forward. The retreat was a week long. It was April 2nd to the 8th. And I packed up all my bags, got everything ready, just felt this like inner sense of peace on the way. And We got there and I'll give you guys a little recap because it was just such a special, special week. So 
Um, as far as getting there, you fly into Guatemala City. It's about three to four hours to get to Lake Atitlan. Um, so if anyone is ever interested in going there, it is beautiful, absolutely incredible. I definitely recommend it and worth the journey from Guatemala, Guatemala City. So um, it's always like, I don't know, maybe like the feeling of like a kid on Christmas morning, just like waking up and having those nerves. And so I got in and just like meeting all the girls or seeing them for the first time in a while was just so exciting. And when I say that like the first night when we were waiting for our first like welcome dinner, all the girls started like hanging out on one of the patios and just chit-chatting and getting to know each other. Like it was just so easy. Like it was literally seamless. And Again, that overwhelming feeling of just like, wow, this was so meant to be just came across because it, 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 nothing felt forced and everything blended, like all the energy blended together so well. And so we had the first dinner, just getting to know everyone and it didn't really feel like there was this like awkward, like, who are you? What do you do? And it, which I just love that we just kind of like, went all in right away and we had a welcome circle just kind of bringing our energies together the first night and a lot of the girls had a long day of travel that day so we had an early night um the next day we started with yoga and yoga the yoga shala was absolutely insane like beautiful like you know kind of floor-to-ceiling windows this high thatched roof looking out over the water at the volcanoes all the lush greenery you could hear water flowing the birds chirping like literally ideal place to practice yoga um so we had yoga we had breakfast did a little orientation with the staff in the morning all the girls got to schedule like massages and spa services which was super amazing that they had that included um the food oh my gosh i have to have a whole section about the food so everything was vegetarian, but so amazing. Like, I think all of us had pretty good things to say about the food overall. And, you know, I don't, I think there was only one guest that was actually vegetarian normally. Um, I like to say I'm a part-time vegetarian, depending on my mood. But, you know, people always thought like, oh, I'm going to miss the meat or maybe I'll, you know, add this on because it was an add-on option. And overall, I had a lot of people just say like, I didn't miss it at all because the food was so flavorful, so nourishing, so well-rounded that like you just felt like you were really feeling taken care of. Not to mention when someone cooks and cleans for you, that's like the ultimate form of luxury in my mind. <laughs> but then we had a cacao ceremony on the first day and the process of that is, well, I think everyone does cacao ceremonies differently, but her process was, you know, sitting in a circle, setting up a beautiful like flower mandala on the ground. And it was a very, in my opinion, and I was talking about this with the girls, it's like her cacao ceremony, the um, woman who led it was very soft. It was more feminine. It was more about sharing from the heart. Cacao is a heart opener, often used in like traditional like Mayan ceremonies. I know they used it in weddings and it's just something that kind of opens your heart and allows you to share openly and vulnerably. And so that was a really beautiful, soft ceremony where we could just kind of bring all of our energy together and drink cacao and, 
you know, listened, you know, she had beautiful, like, sound healing parts to the ceremony, and it was really nice, and so then we had, I definitely left a lot of time for free time for people, so whether that was to swim in the lake, or get massages, or journal, or read, whatever, I wanted to make sure that people also felt like they had ample time to themselves, and they didn't feel overwhelmed, and they were able to kind of you know, curate their own vacation within the retreat as well. So that was pretty much day one. And by the end of day one, I, when I tell you, like everyone was already like great friends, like laughing the conversations. I mean, that's hard to put into words. The conversations had at (laughs) mealtimes, I won't even repeat some of the things that we were talked about. Um, as you can imagine when a bunch of you know, women in their 20s and 30s get together. It was pretty hilarious. And I think it was just the perfect space for people and all the girls there to kind of talk about relationships and themselves. And it was funny and it was open and it was just everything all above. And I just loved our time and our conversations at meals. Um, So day two, we did a little hike kind of walk to a nearby town and we all went to a little restaurant, got ourselves a fun drink with a view. We listened to um, a nomad guy that was from Ireland sing us a song about Tennessee gypsies, (laughs) which I'll never get out of my head. Um, And then we actually had our first astrology workshops. Um, So I started just kind of by teaching people, you know, what what is their birth chart? What are we looking at? Just starting to kind of understand the basics. I think it's so important to just have a foundation and looking at your birth chart and understanding your birth chart can be so overwhelming at times. So I think it was important to just kind of get the groundwork going. And mind you, we're learning about these birth charts in the most beautiful open air, you know, space with the water in the background, volcanoes. And so for me, it was just like chef's kiss, perfection. (laughs) Um, We did a yin yoga class that evening, which was super, super relaxing. And just to be able to kind of help all of the women there slow down, give themselves permission to rest, which I think is so important for all of us. So day, full day three, a lot of the group was able to go hike a, a, well, I don't know if it was active, but they hiked a volcano. That's for sure. Um, or a mountain. I don't know if it's all volcanoes. Well, stay tuned. I might have to figure out if it was an active volcano or not, but I know they had an incredible time. Um, For me and the girls that stood back, we just had a little yoga class, had a relaxing morning, lots of massages going on that day. Um, More kind of like spontaneous acro yoga happened, which was super fun. And I just loved how all the girls were kind of contributing in different ways and sharing what they knew and sharing what, you know, practices and tips and tricks that they've learned for their yoga practice. And then we had the second astrology workshop that night where we dove into our dreams and our visions and our highest self, talking about our North Node. We also talked about Chiron and the wounds in our life. And we just had a lot of like sharing circles and it just reminded me of the importance of sharing what's on your heart. And when you speak something out loud, especially sharing it with like a trusted, safe 
friend or circle or partner, it, it really helps you heal. It really helps you start to heal or start to call in something new and just getting it off your chest in that way is so helpful. And we ended that night by writing down our fears, writing down what we're letting go of. And we had a little bonfire and we were able to burn all of our fears and watch the power of the flames transmute them. And that was just so special. And that wrapped up that night. And then all of a sudden we're thinking, oh my God, the retreat is going by so fast. So Thursday we had, um, we didn't have this, I didn't have this initially scheduled in the retreat, but everyone decided that they wanted to do the sweat lodge ceremony, the Temescal. And so we did that Thursday morning, um, which was really interesting. It, I had done a Temescal one more, one time before during my first retreat and I'm definitely enjoying the process of learning how like different people host ceremonies in different ways and how there's such a broad range and people bring different elements and their own personalities to it. So this Temescal was, I would say, not as intense as the first one I did. There was some light in it and um, you got to go in and out of the container. So you're not like the first time it was pitch black and we were in there for three hours sweating um, and chanting and all of the things. This one was very different. You know, you come out, you come back in, you come out, you come back in. Um, but nonetheless, it was all women in there and very empowering just to have that kind of feminine energy and feel like you're in this safe space to just, you know, hold each other and share again and, you know, share words of encouragement and chant and bang on drums. And it's just a very, very cool experience. So if anyone ever has the opportunity to do a Temez Cal ceremony, I highly recommend it. Definitely something that I'm going to try to do at least once a year or a couple of times a year. (laughs) I don't know if I can find one in the Midwest, but if you know of one, let me know. Um, so then Thursday was actually the full moon. And what's funny is I knew that I wanted to plan this retreat initially around, you know, some astrology aspect and have some kind of full moon or new moon ceremony. And something that just happened so perfectly was when I was initially booking this, they told me that they had the whole first week of April open And that fell over the full moon in Libra, which was just so perfect because I wanted this retreat to be about connection, the cosmic connection retreat. Libra is the sign of partnerships and we, and so it was the perfect element. Um, And so we did a beautiful full moon ceremony that night and we just like danced in the dark and we did a lot of breath work and kind of yelled and got stuff off of our chest and just let ourselves like be really free and everyone wore white we looked like absolute goddesses and it's just such a fun part of the retreat to kind of get everyone together feel really beautiful like take beautiful photos just like kind of embody that inner goddess in you and not to mention, I did do like an all-white ceremony, my first retreat that was co-ed. And I think there is, you know, whether you're feeling like a goddess or not, there is something so powerful about like wearing all-white, feeling that pure energy come through. And so I definitely wanted to include that in this retreat as well and something I'll definitely include in future retreats. 
Um, so we ended the full moon ceremony <laughs> by going out onto the dock and we, you know, placed a little intention into water and placed it in our hearts. And we just kind of sat there at the end and did a big group hug and stared at the moon. And I'm not going to lie, some group of guys walked by and they might have called us brujas, which, um, come to learn is which in Spanish, which we just laughed about and had the best time. Um, because I mean, come on, if you walked by a group of women standing in a circle, all in white under the dark sky, but with a full moon, you'd probably think they were witches too. So, (laughs) um, we laughed about that. And then all of a sudden we were pretty much at our final day and we, did some yoga, we had our final astrology workshop, we ended up going into San Juan, a local town, and this retreat happened over Holy Week during Easter, and so they had these beautiful celebrations they were setting up for in the nearby town and making these intricate and colorful Um, what they called carpets on the ground of beautiful designs. And so it was really, really special to be able to see the culture and kind of see everyone in celebration mode. And we loved that. And we got to kind of do a little sightseeing and, you know, people got to get souvenirs. I know a lot of people got some good Guatemalan coffee and cacao. And Then we finished the night with our closing circle and just kind of sharing what was on our heart. And it was actually storming that night. So we sat in the shala in the dark and we watched the lightning over the volcanoes. It's something that I never, ever want to forget. And, you know, just laughed and spoke with each other and held each other. And wow, it was just the absolute most incredible week and you know that's not to say there weren't things that you know had to shift and weren't things that went wrong we had some water issues (laughs) we had quite a few things you know that had to be adjusted and or and or canceled but I mean overall I'm so 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 grateful for everyone that came and their willingness to be flexible and their willingness to trust me in hosting the retreat. And wow, like it was just really, really, really special and a week that I will never forget. And I'm so grateful for, and I could say that a million times. And it just really confirmed for me that, you know, if something is meant for you, it will not pass you by. If something is meant for you, it will not pass you by. And I left that retreat and just, I feel like it's a month later and I'm still kind of integrating it, but I definitely just see myself hosting more and more of these and getting better and better and taking the feedback that I've, you know, garnered from the guests that I've had for the past two retreats and improving and fine-tuning and making it better and better each time and that's why I say I'm so grateful for everyone trusting me so far you know because I am new on this journey and I do you know pour my heart and soul into it to try to make it special but I think you know you can always make things better and fine-tune things and 
you know, improve and learn and grow. And I know my retreats will grow as I do. And I just can't wait to see where that takes me and continue to meet more people and form more like incredible connections with people around the world and just build this community of, of love and of friendship and people who want to talk about astrology and yoga and wellness and it just makes my heart so happy. So oh, I hope you enjoyed this <laughs> retreat recap, my honest sharing about how the retreat almost did not happen. And, um, you know, as I talk about this, it just gets me excited because I'm ready for more. I'm ready for more retreats. And, you know, I've been telling a lot of people my next international retreat I'm doing is going to be early 2024 in Costa Rica, something that has been really big on my mind that I want to focus this next retreat on is joy. It's going to be the cosmic joy retreat, learning, you know, similar themes as the first ones, learning about our astrology, learning about wellness and yoga, mindfulness, but the, whereas this last one was a lot of focus on connection, connection to ourselves and others. This one is all about joy. This one's going to be about joy next year. I feel like Costa Rica is the perfect place for that. Um, just adventure and fun and connection all plays a part in that, but really embracing what brings us happiness, what brings us into a flow state. And so I'm so excited. I've been starting to plan that already. Um, so if you are interested in that, make sure you follow me on social media at Suka by Marky, um, or feel free to send me an email or hit me up wherever and um, definitely get on the list for that one because this one is going to be fun. It's going to be co-ed again, open to everyone. And yeah, I just can't wait to continue to make more experiences like this and, um, you know, continue to build my community. So Thank you so much for everyone who decided to listen to this recap and, you know, hear me share what's on my mind and share my heart. I appreciate all of you so much. And if you are listening to this right away, um, happy full moon in Scorpio. It's an eclipse season. If you're feeling a little low energy, that's okay. <laughs> Feel free to message me if you have any questions about what's going on in the cosmos. Um, but until next time, thank you, thank you, thank you. And before you leave, can you help me grow this cosmic community? Can you leave a review or hit follow or share with a friend? I'm really trying to grow this platform this year and that will help me so much. Until next time, love you guys. <laughs>